What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and The Shiznit. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Thrones. I am your king in the West, King Dino Red. And of course, as always, I got my ride or die, Lord Latone Hart. What is up, Lord Latone? And I'm here playing with my lizard lion. I'm ready to go, though. (laughs) That's right. And we have back again by popular demand, our our the, the best, most famous guest on the Pod of Thrones. Sir uh-huh. Sir Lamont of the House uh, Steward. Give it yes, up. Yes, hear ye, hear ye. And all that. Good stuff. Wee wee. Bon bon. Wee wee. All right. Now this Sorry, is... was I supposed to say something more? I mean No, I no, no. Okay. It is anticlimactic, but you know, do you. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we uh pick up in uh Westeros. On uh, season six, the uh, premiere episode, season six, episode one, uh, Lord Latone, go ahead and take it away, sir. A man has completed his 10-month journey, and I'm back in Westeros for season six. All right, let's start it off. No new locations on the opening sequence. No. Now, I was, we would see a little Dothraki city or something like that, but we didn't see anything on the opening sequence. That's always what I watch first. What, what new locations are we going they haven't Nothing. showed any new locations in the uh, what maybe two seasons, right? Well, we got Doran last year, but we haven't we haven't seen anything really really new. I'm thinking we'll see Old Town this year because Sam is going to Old Town and maybe we'll finally go to the Reach. We've never gone to High Garden or anywhere in the Reach. We got to we got to go south, man. We got to got to see where, you know, where they make all the food. I want to see Flea Bottom on the map. <laughs> <laughs> King's Landing, you're not going to see it on the map. <laughs> I still, I want to, I just want to see a spot on the map and it say Flea Bottom. The property value is too low in Flea Bottom. They're not going to be on the map. <laughs> That's the Baltic of Westeros. <laughs> That's just like the most ratchetest place in Westeros. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a tough place. Flea Bottom's tough. Now we open this show. We're at Castle Black and Ghost is howling at the moon. Kind of reminded me of when Grey Wind was crying for Rob because mm-hmm. he's locked up and he's unable to get out to attack to save Jon Snow. And I was just wondering, like, the Night's Watch is just going to leave Jon Snow out there in the yard bleeding to death? I mean, he ain't, they ain't putting no respect on his name. He's just laying in the middle 
of the field overnight. Nobody walked by or saw him out there. No respect. See, I'm feeling like that was the continuation of the same thing. Like, then they did what they had to do, then they dipped, and then this is just a continuation of the same thing. Then Wolf, whatever thing's name, starts howling. Davos sees him, you know, gets his attention. I, I just see it's like a continuation of the whole events. Like, like oh, yeah, okay. like only a few minutes had passed, not like yeah. several hours or days or anything. Because I thought he got stabbed at night, and it seemed like it was it was dawn when Davos found him. Hey, I'm just giving my opinion, man. Okay, just giving my opinion. <laughs> That's why I'm talking to you guys. You guys, because I thought they had like um, what are those things with fire? Why am I tripping? They were holding torches? fire when they stabbed torches. Torches. Yeah, sorry, torches. <laughs> I'm thinking flashlights. Flashlights. No, they had torches when they were stabbing him, and then it seemed like it was the morning. But whatever. Sir Alistair Thorne, he's like, I committed treason because I want to make Westeros great again. I want to keep these murderous, rapist wildlings on the other side of the wall, and they're going to pay for it. So, you know, he's making his pitch to the Night's Watch, and they kind of just buy it like, okay. All right. Wouldn't it have been better to make this speech and kill John before he let the wildlings through? <laughs> Well, they didn't have. They didn't get a chance to to stab him in the back. You know, they didn't get a chance to go behind his back and do this before he did that. So they had to do this. The whole there was a lot of cowardly bitch ass moves in this episode. Yeah, this I mean, this, 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 this should have been the episode. This episode should have been titled "Bitch Ass Niggas and Bitch Ass Bitches." Huh. <laughs> yeah, wow. I don't think they would have passed the standards, but you know. <laughs> yeah, they probably lost some viewers with that one. Mm-hmm. That's all right. We aired on Red Rock. Fuck it. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, Dino, like, what are the rations like at the Castle Black Cafeteria? Because they must be substantial. Your boy Ollie looks like he grew up about two feet. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like six foot tall. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's unfortunate because him being bigger and and being a punk ass that just makes it worse. It's a little bit more forgivable when he's small, but now that he's man sized, now he's just a man sized bitch. That's your boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's standing proud because he knows he just moved up in the ranks. That's all you can do is sit around and wait for people to die so you can move up in the ranks. So he's get he's feeling his. Exactly, he's like in second in command now. <laughs> right up there. Exactly, man. He's like, man, put some extra mutton on my plate. Sam's po- gone. John's gone. Maester Hammond. Sam ate a lot. Yeah, you know what? I didn't think about Maybe he's getting Sam's portions. <laughs> now, Ramsey shows up. He's at Winterfell, and we have a sensitive moment with Ramsey. He's mourning his, his sadist side piece, Miranda. You know, he's reminiscing about the time they met and how she smelled of dog. And I'm figuring, don't all Andal women, but that's just my problem. I had a question for you guys, you followers of this stuff. Uh, did you, I didn't get a sense their relationship was so deep. In the scenes, you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't get that impression. Like, I don't know, how many episodes was she in? Maybe two or three? Four. She was in four, but I think she was kind of his ride or die. Like, he said he met her when she was 11, and she's the only one that wasn't scared of him because everybody's oh, no. creepy. Yeah, because so he's creepy as shit. But that was, only now friend. we're getting that story. <laughs> That's the only friend he kind of had. Mm. 
<laughs> well, see, here's the other thing, because he has a team of people, right? So you got to imagine the scenes that we're not seeing is when he does. Like, you got to imagine the shit he put through, the guys through that didn't make the team that he has. Like, the <laughs> kind of mind fuckery that he went, that those people went through. Sorry, okay. I, I guess I veered off. That's only mine. But that's cool. I think Miranda was kind of like the dog, because she was the kennel master's daughter. And she, you know how you can kick a dog in the ass and they don't care. They just come back. They're loyal. I think Miranda was kind of like Ramsey's dog, and that's her role. He he did miss her until, you know, they were like, "Hey, should we bury her or put her in the fire?" And he was like, "Why would I do that?" Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Lamont, but I felt like the, they gave us a little bit of exposition on that relationship um, enough enough for us to. I, I didn't feel like it was out of nowhere. Uh, she kind of uh, gave Sansa some some info, and then you know. There was some stuff said that kind of let us know that they kind of had, you know, a connection as as best as you can have with a, you know, a, a psychopath. And she was with him season three when he was hunting Theon. Right. Okay. Was she was obviously having sex with him when, you know, a few times, and then when he was getting ready to marry Sansa, she was the one he was talking to about it. So I mean, it was. It was it, I agree with okay. Dino. He's crazy. That's the closest, you know. I mean, remember Theon was sleeping in the kennels. Who you think you know arranged that apartment for Theon? <laughs> <laughs> well, not to not to mention though, before she before he hunted Theon, uh, he they hunted some other poor bastard and uh, let the the hounds uh, eat him. And she was with him when that happened. Yep, she's always there. She's like his dog. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you have made your case. <laughs> you know, and of course, you know Ramsey can't be too compassionate he's got to feed her to the dogs like hey that's good meat you know we can save on you know groceries this week just feed miranda to the dogs they'll like that at the end of the day we're all just meat <laughs> yes <laughs> and Bruce bolton is really good at complimenting ramsey with one hand and slapping him with the other he's always like remember i raped your mother uh do, do you think you did a good job with the battle uh who killed stannis did you see it back to dino stannis ain't dead <laughs> he's dead what do you think Lamont we go back and forth about this all the time I say he's not dead the, uh, uh, Lord Latone's got this crazy notion that unless you actually see the person dead like I get that sometimes that that's true but he thinks in every single case unless you see the person die they're still alive which is ridiculous yeah, it's case by case basis but Stannis was too high on the uh, cast roster to just be one of those dismissed ones like I need some resolution here not to mention, yep. we saw Jon Snow die, and we still know he's not dead. Like, not dead, dead. Like, not dead, like, never coming back dead. Do we, though? Girls like Jon Snow, so they got to bring him back. Otherwise, you know, they got to bring him back. If they killed Daenerys, they'd have to bring her back, too. I don't know. I mean, well, look, I'm just watching this like a rube. Like, I'm not deep into the mythos and all that other stuff. I'm just watching it as it comes. So... <laughs> I've seen him get rid of a lot of people. And even though Jon Snow is a big hunk, I thought like a lot of people that came and went were a big hunk. So anything can happen. I mean, shit, Mountain's coming back. Or the other, whoever got the house. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad. glad, Let me address this first before we go off. Uh, You mentioned that the Mountain was coming back. And I've heard like on other shows and stuff, a lot of people keep referring to the Mountain coming back and uh i believe that's incorrect i don't believe the mountain ever actually died the mountain got fucked up and then he got taken in there by gargamel and uh 
Gar- Gargamel put put the put the uh, smack the magical smackdown on him and you know turned him into Franken Mountain, but he never actually died. I think he got near death, but a lot of people keep saying that he's back from the dead, and I don't think that's accurate. I think yeah. He- let me add some context. Uh, Oberyn Martell is called the Red Viper because he puts poison on everything. The mountain was in the process of dying because he was stabbed several times by the spear that was poisoned. Right. And if you go back episode you'll see over and putting poison on the end of his blade mm-hmm. gargamel was able to give him you know the poison affected him some but he was able to you know you know Work keep some of available you know not he didn't totally die so i just think he's kind of fucked up <laughs> but he's back you know right 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 mm-hmm. poison you know it's kind of like he had a stroke yeah but the hound ain't dead and neither is stannis <laughs> i keep saying it every week. not going to let up i've made a promise by the old gods and the new, that if mm-hmm. either come back, I'm doing 40 minutes yeah, yeah, moving yeah. on. Did you, <laughs> did you see Hugh Glass and Sansa cross the river in The Revenant? I mean, they're wet, they're white, they're freezing, they're cold. I'm figuring they're going to get an Oscar for that. That was that <laughs> scene. I was looking for the bear and everything, like Theon and Sansa in the snow. Mm. That was phenomenal. Yeah. They didn't and have re- to eat a liver or nothing. Yeah, you know, the, the Native Americans didn't shoot them with arrows or anything. They, they didn't lose any furs, but I mean... I thought that was pretty good, man. It's Oscar worthy, and I'm glad Reek is kind of finding himself again. He's he's fi- finding his balls back. I mean, he he tried to sacrifice himself to save Sansa. He even picked up a sword and fought back. So I'm glad to see that he's he's getting back to paying the iron price. Yeah. Okay. Slowly, he's on the on the like uh like the Lord Turtle said, he's on the path, but he's got many miles to go. And did anybody else hear Bonnie Tyler music start playing? I need a hero. And then Captain Phasma appeared out of nowhere to do more battle in three minutes than she did in two and a half hours in Star Wars. I mean, yeah, I thought that was just me. You thought that was just you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just like, it's kind of Lone Rangerish. Shout out to Podrick. Yeah. And swordplay has improved. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All that time waiting for a candle to go up in a tower. I mean, he had to have been doing something. I'm glad he was working on his sword skills. Yeah, it's like those Riverland YMCA classes. They were really good. He's been working on his thing. And wait until Sansa experienced them. I have a hunch that he's going to end up being Sansa's lover. Who, Podrick? Yeah. No way. I see it. I've seen it in the flames, Dino. (laughs) You've been smoking too much of that shit from the Red Witch. And in the flames and rise, Lady Stark. She now has the knight she's always romanticized about. You know, Sansa has always been filled with romantic stories and stuff. You know, knights and yeah, but Podrick's and- not a knight. He's far from a knight. He's a squire. Well, you know, he's the squire of uh, of a not knight. He's a squire of a not knight. So that's but he, but he's highborn like Sansa. Yeah, but he's still just a glorified suppose- manservant. That's why he knows the Lord's oath. He's highborn. No, no, Sansa was is not having no part of no Podrick. Hey, you forget Podrick lays pipe. Yeah, that is right. true. He does, but Sansa don't care nothing about that. You don't know that what? now. He, he, helped came, he came to her rescue two times in the introduction. So you exactly. on team Podrick, uh, Podrick and Sansa now too, Lamont? All of a sudden, where the fuck all this come from? Are you <laughs> I, not? Hey, you, you have you? How long have you been watching TV? You know they plant these seeds, man. They plant the seeds with the sword fighting and then helping her with the words, man. Those are seeds, dude. This exactly. is exactly you guys are tripping. Crumbs 
You guys are tripping. This is not a regular TV show. This there's none of that. No. Okay. This is HBO. Always <laughs> been a good ally to everybody too. He was a great ally to Tyrion. He's great. I mean, he's a great ally, and he came and you know kind of helped Sansa up. I'm telling you, I see a little, little something, a little spark there. Podrick's my dude. I don't have nothing against him, but him and Sansa, that's just not happening. Well, I'll do that. I'm going to put this on the list: the Hound, <laughs> Stannis, Podrick. <laughs> and Cersei has had a rough month. I mean, she's got the soccer mom haircut. She had to walk oh. butt through uh, Flea Bottom, and now her daughter comes home in a casket. Man, Cersei's struggling. Man, she's kind of like an honorary Stark. I, I felt bad for Cersei for once. Yeah, actually, yeah. This is the time I finally feel for Cersei. I mean, she's like, you know, you can kind of hear it in her. It's like, okay, things are looking up. My hair is growing back. I'm about to see my daughter, my brother, my, my, my fuck buddy, and oh, wait, there's that misery again. All right. Now I'm back to normal. <laughs> she was like, Cello was so good, and I finally thought maybe, you know, if I could make something so good, maybe I wasn't so bad. And I, for once, I was like, damn, that's, that, I feel bad for Cersei. All that time in a cell give, gave her some introspection. Humility. Exactly. Yeah. But Jamie's like, but that line it. from Jamie, though, yeah, fuck prophecy. <laughs> yeah, but he kind of sounded like his father. Like yeah, you know who I thought that, that, that he was speaking for? I thought he was the voice of the creators. Like basically, because we're off the book. Basically, you know what I'm saying? Because we've we're see, according to what I've heard or read, the we're past the point of the book. So this is like free now. We're in free area. So it's kind of like on behalf of the writers and the characters in the show. It's like fuck prophecy in, in this case the prophecy being the words George R.R. R. Martin wrote in those books so they're like alright fuck what we were supposed to do because those books told us we're supposed to do now we're going off on our own and I thought that was like the centerpiece of like the the episode and like the this new season to me alright that's good that's a good point man <laughs> he's making Very up shit line. he's making up shit though <laughs> <laughs> Shame, shame, shame. That's all that Chloe, the nun, says. And she makes Hodor seem articulate. I mean, Marjorie can't catch a break. She's getting ready to get hit with the Bible and everything. I mean, it's shame, shame. Why doesn't she say anything else? She's like the Borg or something? What's wrong with her? Yeah, similar. No, not shame. You know what? She says confess, confess. Yeah, that was for this time, yeah. Shame. But that was a different one from the shame lady. Those are two no, different ladies. Same one. Yeah. How many gargantuans are there in King's Landing? How many big bitches are there in Thamascara? Huh? Huh? I don't know. I have to call <laughs> Diana and ask. <laughs> you know what, though? As prisons go on this show for women, what was that? The Dornish prison where uh, where uh, Jan, John was there, was there with the three sisters in the cell Ron. across and the girls taking out her titties. She had them pretty ass titties. That, let's yeah. go back to the Dornish prison. Fuck this <laughs> fucking prison of religion. That's the black cell. That was the black cells under uh, under the the sept of Baylor. Was that Dorn? Yeah, no. Was... Dorn and snakes are where where Marjorie and Cersei are is in King's Landing. That's under. Yo, the but sept. the one where Brom was with those girls. Yeah, that's, was, where was yeah, that? That was that, that was, was Dorn. Dorn. That was Dorn. Okay, all right, go ahead. Now Marjorie can't catch a break until King's Landing's Bernie Sanders shows up, the Sparrow, with his anti elitist stance, and he offers Marjorie some hope, and he promises to eliminate her old town community college loans. So Marjorie's looking up. I think Marjorie's going to be able to work her manipulation on the Sparrow a little bit. 
I'm seeing that. I, I like Marjorie as a character. I think she's really clever and she really can take advantage of men. And I'm, I'm waiting to see her be able to get the sparrow off his off his off his grind. And more importantly, yeah. she could get it. Marjorie could Ooh, get it. Marjorie? Um, mm-hmm. Marjorie's, Marjorie's the second hottest chick on the show. I think Marjorie's uh, number two. I don't. I don't know if she's one. second, but uh, Misandry. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Universal. Just universally. Yeah, I go for one with Alaria Sand. Oberyn. Is that the one with the titties? No, that's that's Oberyn side chick. The one you know. The really, sad. her? Yeah, the Darnish chick. She's she's. No, she's the, wait. The the one with the short haircut. The one that kissed Marcella with the poison. Come on, man! Not her. You know what? Her my I got an issue with her. She looks like okay. I ass- it's, it may not be fair to her, but I associate her with like the early '90s. Like she was like I feel like I've seen her before, and I associate with a bad time in my life. And she looks like a girl she would be on that TV show Fame, but not like when it was decent and watchable. It was in syndication, and like she was one of the characters that came later when you just hated the show, and the only person around was Mr. Tchaikovsky. Fucking Leroy was an English teacher, or some shit. Like the last years, and you hate. And she was just one of those characters who who had an attitude or something. Like, and I just ugh. And that's what I see when I see her. Ugh. Sorry. This, this personal moment has come from Lamont Stewart. I didn't even know Ooh. fame version in the 90s where Leroy was a teacher. You're I just <laughs> the 80s version. <laughs> You're supposed Janet to. Janet Jackson like left and there was like nothing but scrubs left over. <laughs> Another thing about this Sparrow too. I'm tired of these. I don't like the Sparrow scenes. I know it's like, oh, it's the deep philosophical thinking of Game of Thrones, whatever. Screw that. Whenever I see the Sparrow now, it's like watching Empire and that character Dre. I know I can fast forward when Dre comes on. There's nothing interesting happening on Empire when Dre is on the screen. That's the way I'm feeling about the Sparrow, except I'm not bringing myself to fast forward through his scenes yet. Well, the Sparrow and his crew of Scientologists are interesting because there's a power vacuum in King's Landing since Tywin died. And now... He's kind of in power. It's, it's interesting how religion and zealots can, you know, manipulate things. I think the Sparrow's interesting. I'm waiting for him to crack, though. Everybody, nobody's perfect on this show. So eventually he's going to crack. Yeah, I hope he's not around for the long haul. I think Lamont better watch out because Sparrow going to tap that ass. <laughs> and, yo, did, did Tyene, you need some bad pussy sand, did she kill Xavier McDaniel with a steak knife? I mean, mm-hmm. really? It looked like she gave him a suppository. And Ariel Holter is supposed to be one of the greatest warriors in Dorne. And she stabbed him in the back, and he just fell out. And then she literally killed the messenger. Like <laughs> Then she picked up the knife and killed the guy who brought the rave. All of that, I know you guys aren't book readers, none of that. Killing Prince Doran, killing his bodyguard, none of that is in the book. Yeah. None of it. I'm, like, pissed off. I'm like, these bitches didn't pulled a, a crew to tie for real like where the hell did that come from i have no idea where they're going i'm just glad that alaria sand who lamont can't stand is going to keep her sexy ass around maybe she'll take over dorn we'll see yeah. Looks dorn, like he was oozing though that was some real oozing blood in that scene that was that shit was being pumped excellently and it's kind of fucked up that none of his guards even moved they were like yeah good yeah, they were like, fuck him. But here's the thing, too, about that scene. I appreciate that it happened because last season they were a waste of time, and at least now they have progress on their story right off the off the jump, so that leads to promise that they're not going to suck this season. Yeah, The Dorn storyline in the books is actually pretty interesting, but the show kind of murders it. It kind of murders it. 
And yeah, it kind of, I'm going to leave Dorn alone. We'll see what happens. A little context for Dorn is it was founded by Nymeria, who was a warrior princess from the Roin somewhere in Essos. So they have a history of allowing the kingdom to be run by women. Women or men can can be the lord of, of Dorne. So she could, you know, based on their history, she could run Dorne. They don't have a problem with women leadership there. And how the hell did the other Sand Snakes get aboard Boy Band Zoro's boat? I mean, did Mr. Scott beam him up? Weren't they on the dock? No, that was, of- that was, no, 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 no. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the son. That wasn't the one who was engaged to uh was that Tristane? That's not Tristane. That's a different one. That that was still in Dorne. No, it wasn't. That that was Tristane on the boat painting a pit of uh, the stones for Marcella's funeral. He was on a boat. They showed oh, they that's flashed what he was doing. They flashed the King's Landing and showed the boat sitting next to the Red Keep. Okay. I don't know how Wait a second. Got- You're saying That doesn't make sense then. They killed that the kid that was painting the eyes went to King's Landing and that's where they killed him. That's what you're saying? Hey, and I don't get why he was still on the boat. Why he didn't go in the nah, castle. That's why I, I, that's I don't why think, I don't I'm with Dean. I don't think he was on a boat. Yeah, I, don't I think, think they were back in Dorne. No, they well, if that's the only explanation. They should have been back in Dorne, but he was supposed to go to King's Landing. Supposed to. Don't they think get- he made it. Hopefully they 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 straighten that up because they put the stain in Tristane. I would have chose the whip too, but I'm not gonna let a chick stand behind me with a spear. Yeah, that was right. stupid. Yeah, poor battle technique. But he probably thought she was and, more honorable than that. Snakes, snakes, <laughs> snakes, uh, snakes will bite your ass for wherever they are. Maybe but they 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 are there. his relatives though. They're not just. You know, they're yeah. technically they're not even his enemies, but these bitches they they don't really even they're, care about who's your enemy or or if you did anything to deserve. They're just they're ruthless. They're just I don't like them at all. I, I'm I'm pissed first off. Cousins. They're his first cousins. Right, crazy. Exactly, first cousins, and, and he never did anything to them. <laughs> and what's difficult is Oberyn. His big thing is family. Oberyn. If Oberyn was alive, he'd totally be have a problem with all of this because he. You know, family was the biggest thing to Oberyn. That's why he went to King's Landing to avenge his sister. Well, that's like, why I like Dorn because the Dorn, the Dornish people seem to be more than anybody like Ned Stark. Very stand up, very honorable, very like you know we don't we don't hurt little girls in Dorn. We don't you know all the they got their they're liberal. They got their you know they people have rights, including women. I mean. The the Dornish people were, you know, they're like very progressive, very down to earth, very upright people. And then these these bitches, these ruthless bitches, just come there and take over and start killing everybody and starting wars and stuff. Fuck these bitches, man! Yeah, it's it's ruthless bitches. It's much different than the books. The the snakes, everything in Dorn is is much different. Now, I understand the show and the books are different, but that was a little bit shocking to me last night. And did you notice that House Baratheon? And House Martell are now extinct. Oh yeah, huh? Well, you just they said the Stannis is still alive. So how are they going to be well, extinct if Stannis is still alive? Allegedly, because you know we <laughs> haven't have any closure. Look at you trying to have it both ways. Just <laughs> noticing like no air. Like they kind of just like who's going to run Storm's End and you know Dorn is up in the air. I wonder if we're going to lose any more houses. Like, but you're right. You're right. Stannis is alive. Thank you, Dino. (laughs) 
the the Lannisters will. I mean, not all. Well, they they got the 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 kind of those the uh, what do you call it? Those generic Lannisters with the dark hair and stuff. Huh. But the main Lannisters, they, they're uh, they're damn near extinct too. Well, Tywin's brother Kevin is still alive, and he's he's the head of the house. That's Lancel's dad. Yeah, Lancel's yeah. dad. Kevin, yeah. he's still alive. He's still alive, and Jamie's still alive. So all he he has to do is marry some highborn, and they can have an heir. He, Lannisters are cool, but the Baratheons and the Martells are are in trouble. The Starks too. Mm, no, because all shit. Rickon is alive. Yeah, that's true. Rickon and well, Bran is going to be a tree, so he ain't going to be giving no babies. He'll be having. He'll be bearing fruit, but not no babies. And <laughs> yeah, Rickon's alive. Jon Snow is alive. Well, but Jon Snow is 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 not alive. First of all, and in second, he's not a Stark. So basically, it's Rickon. So they're they're on thin ice too. Like I said, there ain't that many Stark. Guys, let know. Actually, it was Sansa that was on Thin Nice this episode. <laughs> she was. Sansa's alive, too. You could have a legitimate heir. But Stanza is not a Stark. Stanza's been a Lannister, and now she's a Bolton. <laughs> well, Littlefinger, I'm sure, will fix that. No Littlefinger this episode, by the way. Where did he go? Varys and Tyrion are walking up and down the street pretending to be merchants in Marine while Harpy Isis is burning down the fleet. And they that should be crazy. They should be firemen. When everybody's running one way and you run the other way, like you, that's a fire department type of guy, man. So I want to get them some applications to see if they can join the Marine Fire Department. They were doing that Bruce Wayne thing from Batman versus Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they were. They're going to be interesting in Marine. I want to see if Tyrion can. I like Tyrion. Tyrion's good at politics, so I'm, I'm interested to see if he can kill that insurgents there. I'm, I'm sure he's going to make some sort of progress. That's what Tyrion does. Whenever he's left in charge of something, he he makes the best of the situation. And things are better off than, than the, they were when he took over. We head over to Bravos, where my girl Aria is begging with no sign. And I'm thinking, this is ineffective. You need to get a sign like disabled veteran of the War of Five Kings. I mean, marketing really matters in Bravos. We'll work Maybe for food. Get... Yeah, you know, something. We'll kill for food. There. But did you hear that she was listening? Did you hear that guy talking about whoever assassinated the Kingsguard? Yes. And she was just kind of sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But training, like, to, you know, enhance her senses before, like, you know, she becomes Matt Murdock or something like that and uh. fight or something like that. You know, when, when your girl comes there and beats her up with a stick. Yeah, I'm sick of that girl. I'll be back tomorrow. And is she that, that was, girl? She tur- she can turn into other people. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if she's matter. that girl or she's jacking or whatever, but whoever that is when they use that girl's face, that they're they're a bitch too, and I can't stand them. Uh, she's 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 not very nice. And nobody in the street really reacted to her hitting a blind person with a stick. There were some people they just dipped though. Well, one people they kind of just stood in the hall. There was two people down the way. They just kind of stood there and like, oh, okay, this is what happens every day here in Bravos. Yeah, just beat we, up blind girls. We beat up homeless people, whatever. Yeah. Then we move on to the Super Dario brothers who are out there dissing one <laughs> another. To find, you know, they, they're kind of funny. Like Jorah really wants Khaleesi and Dario's like, I'm hitting that, but I don't, you know, whatever. Like, I ain't trying to be married. <laughs> 
<laughs> like it's kind of funny, and you can tell it like really bothers Jorah. He's like, man, this dude doesn't appreciate all that he has. <laughs> <laughs> and you see his grace, his grayscale is getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if that was grayscale on his wrist or one of those hipster wrist tattoos. I wasn't sure. Like I keep seeing these things everywhere. No, nah, I don't gr- know. It's grayscale. It's grayscale. I was okay. He didn't get his hipster on. He wasn't at Coachella or nothing like that. He didn't Mm-mm. get up South by West. All right. Imagine that if those become like a fad. Grayscale tattoos like on your wrist. You haven't seen them? No, I'm not that cool. I wasn't at Coachella or at South by Southwest. Gotta hit Austin, man. You see that every Austin, Texas. They, they were all over the place when I went. It's like, what in the hell is going on? It's springtime in Williamsburg. Maybe I'll go up north. Maybe you shall to the wall. Brooklyn. And it, and I and I, I really like the Dothraki. They remind me of a lot of my teammates or a lot of the guys I talk to at the barber shop. I mean, they're fantasizing about Daenerys and slapping that ass and talking about she doesn't have to be that smart for me to, you know, hit that. And, then you know, they're talking lots of shit. It was pretty funny that Daenerys was just kind of listening to them talk about how they're going to ravage that ass. And she just didn't say anything. They're like, and they got a lot of white people jokes like pink people can't handle the sun. <laughs> it was pretty funny. They're like, yeah, you know. And blue-eyed women are witches. They, they got all these these good jokes, man. It's just like being at the barbershop. <laughs> it's like, man, I, I think I can hang out with the Dothraki, man. Get me a horse. You know, get me a little shoulder pad. Get you a horse and some horse. He's like, oh, man, uh, maybe she saw a ghost. Bitch's hair turned white. I wonder if her coochie hair white. Yeah, I'll be wondering that, too. They're just having the greatest time ever. Like, it's just... Just like a man zone, just where you can be a complete asshole and no one. <laughs> and that's wow. accepted. There's no safe zones there. There's no social justice warriors. There's no, you know, feminism isn't really in effect there, you know, because we have whips and chains. So, you know, we just, we handle that. And the quote of the episode, and Dino, what do we do? The quote, of, but my quote of the episode. Okay. Seeing a. A, a, a naked woman for the first time is one of the five greatest things in life. Yeah. That's my week. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Unless you watch the last 90 seconds of this episode, I agree. <laughs> Lamont, what's your uh, quote of the week? Oh, my quote of the week. Hold on one second. I got you. But I'm going one. If you were planning to see tomorrow, you picked the wrong room. We all die today. Nice. That was, that was nice. Yeah. Tears. But can I just say though, but uh, that Cal scene when he was saying uh, the, the greatest thing, nothing better than seeing a naked woman for the first time. That was like a imagine that same exact scene like in Black Dynamite or something, where it was like <laughs> black dudes. Because you're saying the Dothraki are like brothers, right? So I'm like, imagine if it was like the dude who's in charge, like nothing like seeing a naked woman first time. The side guys are like, I don't know, breaking in a horse is kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. Going to a city, killing and taking another cow. You're taking another cow's life. That's kind of cool. It's like, I said, seeing a naked woman for the first time is the greatest thing there is. And they were like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You got that. Right, because you're the boss. Like that. I could see that. I could see some brothers being like, well, you know, getting getting a fire bag of weed is pretty good, too. You know, the first time you hit it. Yeah, well, I uh-huh. can he he actually revived. he said it was the greatest thing and then they went on their little uh their anti their their anti uh anti improv routine and <laughs> and uh shot him down and then he was like well I I said seeing a naked woman is like one of the five the top five best things in the world <laughs> he did a revision <laughs> and I think what 
thing to happen is remember with the Dothraki, whoever has the longest braid has never been defeated. That dude's braid was real long. I think, think they were like, "Yeah, we better shut the fuck up. We don't we don't want it with this." Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we better agree before we die. <laughs> Basically, we better mm-hmm. agree before we die. And that's now, the col- thing. It's another parallel to being a dude on Ramsey Bolton squad. You better watch what you say, or you're gonna get fucking skinned alive or whatever else. Yeah, because Ramsey Bolton slapped boxes with knives. I never forget when the the Ironborn tried to capture Theon, and he came down there with no shirt on, couple steak knives. He's like, "Let's go!" <laughs> and they were like, "This mother, look at this motherfucker's crazy." Right. Sorry, Dino. Yeah, what was your quote? So my quote is: I actually uh, mentioned it earlier. Is uh, you you started down the path, but you still have many miles to go. Who said that? Uh, Lord Turtle said that to Marjorie. Oh, okay. Queen Marjorie. I never listened to Sanders. I just never listened to him. I just <laughs> let him talk. Okay, so what's the kill of the week? Latone? The kill of the week for me has got to be Tristane because it shocked me when they just stabbed him in the back of the head with that spear. Right. That was my kill. Shocked. Okay. Kind of like, oh, shit. I didn't think that was going to happen. Lamont, what's your kill of the week? I'm going to go with the hat trick of... Um, the girl from Fame and uh, Nice Titties killing those three dudes because it was so precision. And it was like they were just waiting because she knew as soon as he read that fucking thing, whenever it came and it was going to come, she was going to be by his side the whole time. And as soon as he read it, dead. And then the way they took out those other two, it was like Breaking Bad, that scene in the prison where they fucking wiped everybody out within that window of time. That was what it was like. I'm with it. Did you guys peep during that scene that there was like five other guards in yellow that just stood around and didn't not budge. Yeah, that was her making the point that, that right. he wasn't in touch. Right, right. They didn't give a shit. Right, right. Which was crazy. But, okay. But yeah. Well, I, she probably, you know, because she's so attractive, she probably was able to seduce all those guys into believing, you know, because I'd listen to her. Well, just for the now, record, are you I, dating her? Just for the record, I, I I I give Khaleesi uh, the the second the second finest woman after Misandry. I, I vote Khaleesi. Oh damn, my bad. I forgot about Misandry. My bad. She she's number one, but my, but Alaria is number two. I forgot about Misandry because she didn't. She wasn't on this episode. Yeah, she wasn't. Misandry's number one for me, and number two is Khaleesi for me. You see, see, I ain't never thought she was cute at all. Khaleesi. Yeah. <sighs> she loses she points for not getting naked anymore. That's for sure. She looks really young. She looks really young. <laughs> <laughs> you said that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> or Kelly. Chris, gives me that Chris Evans vibe. Hey, you want to have a seat over there? Why are you here? She reminds me of my knees. <laughs> Ooh, speaking of Khaleesi, she opened her mouth too soon and let them know that you know, she was a Khaleesi of everything and Khaleesi of everything. And now she has to join the knitting club of the Widows of the Call. Mm. You know, she's got to go to Vos Dothrak. Mm-hmm. And she's got to sit in a tomb in a retirement home with a bunch of other old bitches. She should have just shut the hell up. Yeah. You know, no, we'll see how she schemes her way out of this one. We actually did the, We did the kill in the quote early. We're supposed to wait till last. We still got a, a couple more scenes left. Dragon will get her out of that. I got a feeling Dragon's going to come and he's going to be hey, what the hell y'all doing, man? And they're going to burn up some shit. <laughs> where, where did the Dothraki stand with dragons? Uh, the Dothraki feel like they can kill anything. Okay. 
So you know they're not. Yeah, they're not like a, you see like a challenge or something. Yeah, that, that's what you know. That that's their whole thing. They're kind of like you know Mongols and Spartans, and there's nothing they're gonna back down from. So they're not like you know the slavers. We are scared of them. They're gonna they'll fight the dragon. He's just gonna have to burn them all up. But so she's got to keep walking. And I wonder if she's gonna get a horse or you know she's huh. gonna have to. Now that they know she's an ex-wife of a call. And I think it's kind of dope that Dothraki have a bro code. It's like, hey, man, you can't hit another call's chick. Yeah. You know, that's not like the brothers in the barbershop. They'll hit your chick in a minute. It's not, you know, <laughs> not, not, you know there, there's some similarities, but that's where it stops. <laughs> now we head back to Castle Black and uh, Alistair Thorne. He wants Jon Snow's body. And did you notice that Sir Davos had a flashback of being bullied at flea bottom prep. He's like, I've been running from men like him my whole life. They used to take my lunch. You know, he was like, really like, damn man. And I'm just thinking all they got to do is hold off until one, one comes back. You know, when one, one comes back, isn't this kind of over? Yeah, I guess <laughs> there's no real, there's no defense for the giant in Tormund. So all they got to do, and I think that's why Davos was like, well, I need some food. You know, he's trying to stall for time to get the wildlings to come back. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. And then the scene that had the internet a buzz. My <laughs> man Davos says, you know, hey, we got the red woman. And he's like, you know, to the crew, you haven't seen the thing she can do. And he didn't tell him, but I mean, like, the things she can do, like take off her necklace and turn into Hillary Clinton. They haven't seen oh. that. So they're not ready for the fear that she's able to put into everybody. I mean, she took off her Spanx and her bra like a lot of women do after a long day and everything went like the far side. Drop! <laughs> I was like, what the I, 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 I just like to take this time to say that I call that way back when uh, I don't know what season it was either four or maybe even season three. Remember way back when uh, the Red Witch she was kind uh, she was uh, in in her lab with uh, with the Queen with uh, Stannis's wife, and she was about to hook her up with some kind of potion or something. And uh, Stannis' wife reached for one of the bottles. She's like, "Oh no, no, you don't want to touch that one." And then she and then she went and gave it to her. I forgot what it was for. She had a headache or something. She you know she she was giving her a potion for. Her. And that's when I was uh, I was saying, like, I, I had a feeling that she was just like super old and just was using some kind of magic to to appear young. Well, the 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 rumor is she's more than like 300 years old. Damn. So she's been a, almost since Aegon the Conqueror took over Westeros the first time with dragon. And she don't look too bad she's, for 300 years old. then. I mean, hey, I'm sure. <laughs> Her schedule's open if you want to, you know, holler. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. You know, Stannis is gone. She ain't got nobody really after her right If now. she keep that necklace on, we can, you know, we can talk. But uh... <laughs> those things would go on the market and those things would, would make big money, man, if they could sell some of those. Oh, yeah. No doubt. But really, I think, and I know everybody kind of got taken aback by her, her visage. She was looking in the fire before that, and I think that whole scene was really more about her questioning her faith. Yeah. Because Stannis was gone. She saw John in the flames, 
and things aren't going. I think the, her visions, she's, she might be questioning, like, am I doing this right or is something wrong? Am I not? Am I not? Am I too old to do this anymore? I don't think it was really about her, you know, getting naked. I think all that scene, and I hope next episode we see, I think it was really about her having a problem with her faith all of a sudden. And so what do you think next episode we're going to see her appearing old in front of people? Hell no. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's what it is. I think that, you know, she got into bed and she's just dejected and maybe she'll have a vision while she sleeps or maybe she'll see something and, you know, she'll come back or maybe she'll sacrifice herself to help John. But that whole moment kind of seemed like she was like she lost. And she's like, man, I lost Stannis and I this didn't happen. And she was looking at the fire before she got up and looked at herself in the mirror. She was kind of having that moment of like self pity. Like I'm, I'm messing up. What have I done? What have I done? And after I saw that, though, I'm thinking the hell with the wildlings, they can get her to scare the gods, the old and the new. <laughs> I mean, she can throw her labia over her shoulder, like a Westeros and just, you know, they'll run away. Thing was hanging. <laughs> Ain't and I no thought my, love for old women in Westeros. Oh, my HBO fucked up. I thought, you know, I was watching Game of Thrones and Castle Black. And all, I'm at Hogwarts with Creature. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Huh? Damn. Really, I was, it, I had to watch it two more times to really kind of digest it because it was, it was just sh- so shocking. I mean, so, so Lamont, uh, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, Go ahead and plug yourself. Well, and your shows. I don't really have much of anything yet going on right now. I have um just go to L oh LS Rules on Facebook. That's where I pretty much post everything now. I just I, I do a comedy show last Sunday of every month in South Beach. Uh late night show, eleven PM and we just did it last night, uh the night of this recording. And I do a mix for every show and uh, on LS Rules they're 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 there. I put them up on the LS Rules Facebook page so if you want them, boom, there's there. It's like forty five minutes just music to just put on and just not even think about it all right lord latone you find me here on the pot of thrones or in a work release program somewhere in lafayette louisiana <laughs> uh, and of course you can find me on twitter facebook everywhere at latone hearts next week we finally get to see bran i'm excited about this i think we're going to see some flashbacks that are going to give us a lot of information on what's going on with the knights king the others and with who the real parents of John Snow That's right, son. All right, so that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Next week, uh, this is Dino Red. Holla at your boy. <laughs>